Oddity Files is part of the Just What I Needed network, and we hope we're just what you needed. Oddity Files. All things creepy, cryptic, otherworldly. For those of you that are not on the Patreon, you should see Nick's background and our little Zoom meeting we've got going on. He's surrounded in the woods, and I will be searching for Bigfoot this entire recording. <laughs> so thank you for that, sir. That's what I should do. Every, I mean, it won't matter to the listeners, but for the Patreon, the Patreoners, I should have backgrounds every week, and I should hide Bigfoot somewhere in the background, and then whoever gets it, um, gets finds it, gets a high five, or... A digital high five. Digital high five. I love it. Oh, we're here because this is Oddity Files, the <laughs> podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm still Nick Floyd after all this time. Oh, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I might have to hold you to that throwing up the squatch behind you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That Gotta sounded th- naughty, and I apologize. Throw in the squatch. Uh, you know... <clears throat> On Twitter today, I mean, this is going to air late, but uh, on Twitter today, specifically on this day we're recording it, are, we are recording, it's going to be a long podcast if I'm butchering this many <laughs> words this early. Uh, on the Twitter, Cocaine Bear is trending uh, on the, on the Twitter, in the Twitter sphere, and, and there's a news story uh, that happened basically in short it's this whole thing of this guy who was smuggling drugs in this plane and those drugs happen to be cocaine and they dropped the the, the, the plane was crashing and so the cocaine fell out of the plane and a 175 pound bear ingested all the oh cocaine uh and died but like what that bear did while high on cocaine we just won't know maybe we will nobody knows because Elizabeth Banks is making it into a movie. Um, is she just going to guess? <laughs> I I mean, apparently there are details, but they're keeping the, the plot under wraps, so I'm sure there's a twist. But it encouraged Twitter to be like, well, here's an insane idea that I had. Uh, and so I figured I'd yell into the echo chamber, and uh, I've had this movie idea for a very long time uh, called Sea Squatch about... A cargo boat, and they're holding this like rabid Bigfoot hostage on this cargo boat. Oh my god! And there's this storm, uh, and then the the storms because there's rain. There's all this you know things that happen with storms, and the Bigfoot breaks out and starts killing everybody one by one. And it's called Sea Squatch. It's like Captain Phillips meets Congo. I, I just want to spend like five minutes <laughs> in your head. <laughs> I had a job interview once, and it was like. A creative job or what I'm using very exaggerated quotation marks (laughs) and it was like if you had a boat uh what would you call the boat and I was like sea squatch because we all need something to believe in and and like it didn't give me the job from there yeah and then I was like what if there was a movie because sea squatch is just such a good name uh and so yeah so Cocaine I totally bear. spoke over you. Did you get the job? Uh, I was overqualified, probably for that answering that question too good. <laughs> they were like, "Shit, he's too good." I would have hired you. Yeah, I would have hired you. I'm just saying. You're going to listen to this asshole all day. <laughs> well, speaking of movies, I'm hoping you can tell me more about this. I I tried to read the article, and it really didn't tell me fucking anything. But the headline was something along the lines of Jeffrey Dean Morgan to star in a new horror movie from Sam Raimi called The Unholy. Mm -hmm. Have you heard anything about this? Uh, It's popped up in the feeds a couple times, but I haven't really. uh, I'm going to say I'm guilty for not clicking through and and reading about it. But I did see the two names. I was like, interesting. What's for Netflix, right? It's a Netflix movie. I don't know. I must have given up by that point. um, I don't feel as bad. (laughs) No, I was just I was searching for some kind of plot. I'm like, is it ghosts? Is it all demons? What's going on? And I couldn't find 
an inkling of a hint of what this movie's supposed to be about. Oh, weird. I like this game because now the test of time was the unholy is what it's called. Here we go. Yes. Uh, Easter weekend. This is the movie. Uh, the unholy. Now there's fa- like a 1989 <laughs> version of the unholy as well. I, get, I went down that rabbit hole for a hot second. Oh, Carrie uh, L L U. Oh, what's his name? How do you pronounce his name? He's in it as well from Princess Bride. The new one. He's in the new one with Jeffrey D. Morgan. Uh, not a fan of him at all. Oh, well, he's in it. Uh, and. <laughs> It is about a young hearing impaired girl who, after a supposed visitation from the Virgin Mary, uh, is inexplicably able to hear, speak, and heal the the sick. Jeffrey D. Morgan plays a journalist hoping to revive his career, and he visits the New England town to investigate, and then shit starts going south. Uh, But see, that's the thing. That's what I read, and it really doesn't tell you anything. Except the Virgin Mary, so it could be demons. Yeah. So I kind of leaning on the sign of when shit goes south, it, it goes demonic, but Yeah. It's based on a book. And I don't want to message Jeff and go, Hey, can you tell me what this movie's about? Because I'm dying over here. <laughs> Just send me the script. He'll be like yeah. re- he'll be like, read the book. Oh, there is a book. I yeah. should have probably done that. It's called okay. Shrine and it was published in nineteen eighty three. The more you know. Oh. And learning is half the battle. <laughs> Would you look at that? Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about it. The last horror movie, JDM, is what we call him in the CPO world, um, was in, was about a Dybbuk box. And it was amazing. I feel like it was a sleeper movie. It was Which one so was that? good. Oh, son of a bitch. You know me and names. Yeah, that's I can't true. What, what am I doing? What am I doing asking? I, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. I can Google Beelzebub? it. I don't know. What's, oh my God. Because it came name out a few years ago. one of those demons from the Amans family. It's probably that. Oh, the possession. Easy, oh, see, easy I enough. I say that, but I thought it was wrong. <laughs> well, it just seems, it seems too obvious. <laughs> Literally. That's why I didn't say it. Oh my god! Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I forgot about that movie. It's so good. Yeah, I need so to go and revisit it. I mean, re- revisit all the movies. Now's the time because there ain't shit out currently. No, there's. I do have to watch Coming to America too. I've heard it's very what you expect it to be. So, and Chris is like, yeah, I'm gonna pass. <laughs> so. I need to. I need to watch that. Uh, but uh, I highly recommend uh, Murder of the Mo- Murder Among the Mormons on Netflix is uh, very existential, and even though it's not paranormal, it's true crime. Uh, but it also aligns with a lot of what we kind of potentially talk about on this podcast. But I don't want to spoil anything. It, you know, it's um, but there's a salamander. And it's very paranormal. Are you kidding? <laughs> it's, um, you know, it starts off being one thing and then very, uh, just like it hits this point. It just quickly becomes something else. Um, and both, I think, are very compelling. And I've been to the Mormon church before. I have been inside. And I think being there uh, adds some weight to the documentary. Um it's very. It's a very. I, I know a bazillion Mormons, and I love each and every one of them. Oh, very yeah. much, and I do not judge in any way, shape, or form. I, you just lost me at the salamander, and that's that's my bridge to cross. Did you watch one episode? <laughs> I think I'm like on the third or fourth. It's only three, so I'm almost done. Oh, uh, I'm we like we binged it all, so we watched it all back to back, so it all felt like one long movie. So I don't know when the twists and turns start happening, but they I just tell you, found the plates, the templates. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. The third episode ties it all up in a nice little bow and makes me question damn near everything in this life. Um, so there's that. <laughs> so it's worth continuing is what you're saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Just for the ending. It's wild. Cool. 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 I've not been, I did watch catch up on some. Holzer Files on the Discovery Plus. Dave Schrader is a friend of the show and a dear friend of mine. I love it so much. It's so good. They're kind of going with that whole feel-good vibe where, you know, the commercials and the teasers are like all of the evil. And then in the end, you're like, 
That was, that was actually beautiful. <laughs> it's what people want. It's what the people want. I did update with the haunted dolls. I haven't done that recently, so I figured mm. I'd do that real quick. I bought Claudette some new shoes. Remember I told you the dog was chewing on them? Oh, yeah. Well, I caught Luna chewing on them. And I'm like, okay. I started, I'm like, Luna, get out of here. <laughs> and I'm like, honey, I'm so sorry. I'm going to get you a new pair of shoes. They're a little big. But as I put them on her, I'm like, these are going to be more comfortable. <laughs> and they look so pretty with your outfit, blah, 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 blah. But <laughs> that very night, there's some weird noises that I didn't even hear because I was writing my story for today. And both Luna and Chris heard it. And then Chris didn't want to talk about it anymore. Oh, I wonder if those are good like the same day. noises or if those were you fucked up my shoes noises. I think she feels comfortable to walk around again is what I'm going with. Oh, okay, good. Well, I will also go with that too. Yes. And um, I took her hat off because it's not winter anymore-ish. But yeah, Chris, <laughs> I didn't tell Chris I got her new shoes. I don't talk about any of this shit with Chris because he <laughs> just gets this look on his face. Like, but we Patreon members can see it right now. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like better so, left unsaid sort of scenario. Oh, also, I guess I did have more banter than I thought I did. Um, <laughs> I need to find the piece of paper. That where I, I spelled it phonetically. So my friend KJ and I, she's now my um, co-investigator on the Paranormal Crossroads show, are going to do a paranormal investigation of the. <laughs> I believe Anthenium mm. Theater mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. And I'm so excited about it. It's April 10th, and you follow us on all the socials, and I'll have stuff about it up there. So this is a place I've been dying to get in for years. Oh, snap. The whole and place to yourself? My favorite restaurant is attached to it. It's like it was an old building that, like, Indianapolis Germans would just like go and hang out. It was like a theater. It was a restaurant. Um, now part of it's the YMCA. Anthenium. No. <laughs> Athenium. 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 Oh. Because it's Athena with a U-M at the end. Athenium. Ah, yes. yes. Sorry. I'll eventually learn how to say it. Words are hard. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I just farted. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best part of this podcast. Pure What's the name of this podcast. <laughs> We're rebranding. <laughs> um, shit. Um, so yeah, April 10th at 11 p.m. Uh, KJ and I'll be there. I'm going to bring some books with too. So if you're local to the Indianapolis area, stop on by. I will sell you a book and sign it for free and i can't wait to fucking get out of the house <laughs> i know i might drive up and just watch like get some of those <laughs> old binoculars that they use back in the theater days and just sit somewhere and put it over my eyes and pretend that i'm fancier than i am and just watch you guys do your thing oh but you are so fucking fancy <laughs> find some oh, we're not eBay. doing anything we're just investigating with a bunch of people so oh nothing you know, like, it's not like I'm going to give a tutorial on how to go hunt ghosts. I think this is pretty much um, people that have done that before. But, you know, I always suggest to people, how do I get into ghost hunting? This is the perfect type of deal. Yeah. Is when, you know, a local haunted location is offering a public investigation. So you are more than welcome to come, Nick, if you so choose. Well, I mean, I love a good I love a good uh, haunted theater. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And so. this one is stunning. Oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a short drive. I'm I and I have nothing going on. I got nothing but time. <laughs> nothing but time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, anything new and exciting in your world, sir? Have you found Bigfoot? No. I mean, I wish. I need to. Uh, that's what I'm going to do when I retire. I think I'm just going to live in a van and just travel around and just search, go to the hot spots and just search and search until I 
until I find him. And I hope right as I find him, I die. <laughs> well, that's horrible. Well, like, I mean, <laughs> foremost, I imagine, listen, that it's going to be like 20, 30 years that I'm looking. So I'm like 97 <laughs> years old, potentially 98. Oh. And I'm there and I see him and I'm like reaching slowly, like kind of a shaky hand a little bit. Like he's there and then that's it. With your new fangled cell phone at 97 trying to take yeah, a picture. Kitsy would have wanted a picture. Kitsy would have, God rest her soul. Kitsy would have expected me to get video. <laughs> but like imagine that because I don't really know how reincarnation works. Uh, but if you reincarnate to the closest thing. So like maybe you don't have a choice. Maybe it's like if you're if your nearest... Uh, <laughs> distance to like a parrot or a house bird is what you're closest to and you die near that bird you just become the fucking bird so if i'm like within spitting distance of bigfoot as i'm as i'm going out boom reincarnated as a sasquatch that's not how this works <laughs> That's not how any of this works. Because <laughs> what if a parrot dies next to me and then it jumps into my body? Oh, I mean, that would be a whole different scenario there. That's some <laughs> pet cemetery shit. <laughs> uh, okay, so you're gonna retire. You're gonna get a. You're gonna get one of those glamper vans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, by that time they're gonna be self-driving, so it's pretty great. So I can just eat cookies and, you know do my thing and uh let the car drive itself i got this all planned out it's been it's been years but (laughs) i remember hearing this story about somebody that got one of those like camper buses you know like those super like a tour bus Mm -hmm. and a lady got in a wreck oh no and and the uh, police i don't know if this is real or not but the story's always stuck with me and the cops like well, how did this happen? And she's like, well, I put it on cruise control, and I went in the back and made a sandwich, and then a ruckus started. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I wouldn't yeah. put it past anybody. Um, I mean, we live in a society where uh, they have to put don't eat toothpaste on toothpaste. So I assure you, cruise control probably tricked somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably legit a thing yeah oh man let's go ahead and throw this over to our girl our favorite astrologist misfortune astrology hey there oddballs it's jess from misfortune astrology here with your weekly energy forecast happy new year i've never quite understood why we celebrate new years in the middle of capricorn season Because the astrological new year starts tomorrow, March 20th, when the sun moves into Aries, officially marking the spring equinox. The sun's move into Aries is symbolic of the primal spark that ignites all of creation. It's the astrological Big Bang. Our star is exalted here, where the energy is bold, pioneering, and more than a little bit impulsive. Aries is straightforward, uncomplicated, and absolutely loves initiation and ushering in the new. It's a perfect time for starting a project, so hit the ground running this weekend. And right on the sun's heels, Venus enters Aries on Sunday the 21st. The sun and Venus have been traveling in tandem for a couple of weeks now, so you may have found that Venus-themed issues such as love, money, or relationships in general have been a major focus. This will continue to be the case for a couple more weeks, only now the flavor of that focus will change. In Pisces, you may have been fantasizing or outright deluding yourself about your finances or romantic prospects. In Aries, things will get clear. If you're headed in the right direction, you'll find the determination you need to make your dreams a reality now. If not, your fantasies will quickly fade into the rear view. Venus is in detriment in Aries, so this isn't her best look. She likes things calm and diplomatic, and Aries' preferred method of courtship is headbutting and insults. Nevertheless, the shift into Aries should feel noticeably more focused and forward-looking than the way things were with Pisces energy dominating the sky. Not to be outdone by their feminine counterpart, personal planets Mercury and Mars will be active during the first half of next week as well. Mercury forms a sextile to Big Brother Uranus from 8 degrees Pisces to Taurus on Sunday. Mars and Gemini trines Saturn in Aquarius on Monday, and Mercury and Mars square off against each other on Tuesday, March 23rd. There are a lot of ways this can look as it plays out, but the square suggests some erupting tension. You may recall that Saturn and Uranus squared each other about a month ago. 
That square is now separating, but will repeat two more times before 2021 is through. There's a story building here, and it's a big one. Mercury and Mars are coming through to tell it. Interestingly, the aspects they make to these Titans are very favorable in their own right. But then they lock horns, bringing a metric ton of energy from each corner of the ring. Pay attention to any verbal or written disagreements that arise for you during the beginning of next week. You may have to settle in for an extended battle on this particular front. If you're interested in what the stars have to say for you, please check out my website at misfortuneastrology.com. I offer many different types of tarot and astrology readings, and you can also help support my small business by checking out my shop, where I sell handmade crystal jewelry, candles, and lots of other cool merch. For daily horoscopes and plenty of inappropriate humor, come find me on social media at misfortune1111. Ciao for now. Welcome back, kids. Did you hear that? You better prepare yourself because, you know, shit's about to go nuts in the best way possible, maybe. I don't know. She sends me this stuff a week later. <laughs> so. This is about to say, what if it's. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> you were saying you were struggling with words at the beginning of this, so I'm just throwing out all the words. <laughs> Good. Good, good, good. That's the only way to battle. It's like listen to a song that's stuck in your head. <laughs> I got you. I woke up. Oh, my God. That reminds me of a dream I had last night. I, I woke up. So I was back at work and the it was like the photo ops kind of vibe going on. But the Foo Fighters were there. We were, and Chris is just like, God, we're making so much money taking pictures of the Foo Fighters. And I'm like, oh my God, that's Dave Grohl, blah, blah, blah. And I woke up with a Foo Fighters song stuck in my head. Oh, but for which, like hours. which one, though? That's the true test. I don't remember right now. I'll think of it by the end of this podcast, maybe, and I'll let you know. I hope so. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be holding my breath. Oh, until I've got a confession. The best. Oh, the yeah. Best, the best. <laughs> Got it. There it is. I suck at song words. So let's go paranormal in the news, which just so happens to be about our pal, fan, uh, friend of the show, the amazing, the fuzzy, the wonderful Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. This comes to us from friend of the show, Susan Layton's website, the-screening-space.com. Headline reads, Expedition Bigfoot DNA evidence points to Sasquatch being real? Question mark, exclamation point. Oh, this is super tiny print. I was going to say, are we talking, first of all, while you're while you're putting those spectacles on, I was going to say, if you are about to read me a headline that's like, Bigfoot the key to reincarnation, I was going to lose my shit. Secondly, <laughs> is this the Expedition Bigfoot that is in Georgia that I love so much? Or is that just a headline? I don't know. Hmm. Last time they were out west, this is a new season, so it probably is in Georgia. Let's see what it says. I didn't read the story. I just clicked on it. <laughs> okay. Humans love a good legend. We're storytellers by nature and have been sitting around the campfire spinning yarns since the dawn of time. In some regions of the country, he's known as the hairy man, while other areas, the skunk ape. Let's get to the actual story of this. Recent discoveries made by the Expedition Bigfoot team, Bryce Johnson, Dr. Maria Mayer, um, I can't read with my glasses on, Russell Accord, Ronnie LeBlanc, indicate that this entity currently resides in the United States. Using the latest scientific technology, the team focused their research on two specific locations deemed the most suitable for Bigfoot habitation, Kentucky's Appalachian Highlands and Washington State's Forest. So did they discover... No, it's not Georgia, by the way. Dang. <laughs> Dang. Um, so did they discover any evidence to support the humanoid's existence? The crew captured vocalizations, documented, documented giant wooden structures in remote areas, and discovered footprints that are clearly too long, 16 feet, and too deep. The deepness of the footprints tells us how heavy or large the animal that made the track is to have been made by a human as we know them today. So while in Kentucky, the team collected soil underneath a tree structure thought to have been built by Bigfoot himself mm -hmm. and sent that sample to a lab for analysis in hopes that the e-DNA 
Is that a new thing? I've never heard of eDNA. Hmm. Ecological DNA? Maybe. Yeah. Extracted would be a game changer, and they were right. Quote, we have detected human DNA in these areas, but we're still seeing different primate DNA. There wasn't just one human primate. There are several different primates, some sort of primate relative that exists in the data. Ramos continues, panned troglodyte is a species of chimpanzee, which you would not see in those particular, Jesus, wow. Yeah, welcome to the club. In those particular sections. Yeah, thanks. That's contagious, by the way. Um, it's a real head scratcher. It's important to note that the higher the detection, the more confidence we can say that whatever organism, whatever taxonomy we're looking at was apparent in the area. And in this case, we're looking at the pan genus or the chimpanzee genus. So what they're pretty much saying is they found DNA. They don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 It's my story, and sticking it, I'm sticking to it. Oh yeah, In Kentucky. Never would have thought Kentucky. I know. That's where I'm going to start. I guess. Going to go camp in the Appalachian <laughs> Highlands for a month. See what happens. Well, I mean, the Appalachian Appalachians are in Tennessee as well, right? Yeah, I guess they like kind of trickle down northern Tennessee, but hell, I just got to find them and and just get it. Just go out and get it. Yeah, well, you got to wait for that self-driving van first. Yes, that is correct as well. Um, yeah, that sounds like a great little journey. That sounds like a great weekend trip. It does. Faux show. <laughs> so. There you have it, kids. There's a paranormal in the news for this week. <laughs> Cutting edge. We had you at the edge of your seat. Yes, absolutely. Even though I couldn't say a fucking word in that entire It's all right. Time that's I was how I, two minutes in, that's how I was. But tell me a story because I am ready to be told one. Sweet. Okay. Are you sure you're ready for this? I I don't know. Your last week's was made me feel really nice. Um, so Maybe I'm ready. This one may as well, but we've got some haunting. Oh, good. Okay. In the 16th century lived a redheaded Celtic warrior and pirate, leading men into the battle time and time again, amassing property and riches, married twice with lovers on the side, rebelling against the English crown, a formidable enemy of intimidation and brute force, controlling the coastlines of Ireland and Scotland murdering all around and oh yes she was a woman of course she fucking was (laughs) let me tell you about grace o'malley the pirate queen of connaught and that story goes a little something like this i'm not going to be able to pronounce most of these names so i'm going to make up nicknames just warning you good right love it Grace O'Malley is celebrated in Ireland as the original pirate queen, but the 16th century figure was also a remarkable leader respected not only by her own people, but also by her sworn enemy, the English. Clan O'Malley rose to power in the west of Ireland during the 1300s, ruling the southern shore of Chew Bay, Achel Island, and most of the barony of Marisk over the 300 years. I'm sure I said all of those names wrong. Oh, I mean, right, I would say. Yeah, well, I mean, as long as I say it with, you know, confidence, confidence people, they'll buy it. Well, sure. it's the Disney mentality. <laughs> it's like if, you know, you go to Disney World or Universal, uh, nobody, if listen, if anyone does this, just don't say you, you heard it from me. But it's like going to Disney <laughs> Universal and you're walking around and they have those little, like, door slits that are open you can just walk through if you wander through with enough confidence you're gonna make it wherever you want to go it's the same thing with going backstage at concerts if you walk back with enough confidence no one's gonna stop you my motto in life is act as if act as if you know what the fuck is going on (laughs) (laughs) terrible advice but also well, depending on where I was you- at the hospital the other day. I, I did take Chris over, and um, I was, had somebody walking be- me back. She's like, "Well, you know, they pretty much as long as you look like you know where you're going, they'll let you go wherever you want back here." I'm like, 
Of course they will. You go to get water and someone's like, excuse me, doctor, doctor, we need you in the room. You're like, I'm, I, I'm like, yes, we understand. You, you need to be hydrated. Scalpel, Come on, please. <laughs> Give it, we need you in this room quick. You need to save a life. You're like, I'm not a, like, please don't do this again. You did this last week. You're like, you don't know who the fuck I am. <laughs> I would die. But that was so fun to imagine in my head. <laughs> Thank you for that. Like that's just how I when people say shit like that. I imagine that like somehow people just walk up to you. It's like going. It's like going into Target with a red shirt on. People are like, "Excuse me, hi. I'd like to find the recent season of Game of Thrones on Blu-ray. Do you know where that is?" I'm like, "I just decided to wear a color shirt today. I do not work here, <laughs> sir, ma'am." <laughs> It's like living an episode of Three's Company or something. <laughs> oh my okay. God. Back to the pirates. They were ruthless pirates and terrorized ships trading in Galway Bay, taxing all those who fished off their coasts. They traded with some coastal areas of France and Spain and built a row of castles facing the sea to protect their territory. I mean, it sounds lovely. Yeah. Again, they're just acting as if and taking whatever the fuck they want. They're, that's a pi- the pirate life for me. Okay. Despite being told on more than one occasion, she was by no means suitable for a life on the briny sea by her father, Black Oak O'Malley. Grace defied all odds and became one of the most ruthless pirates of her time. You go, girl. By the age of 23, Grace O'Malley was a widow with three children, but she did not let tragedy hold her back. She took on her late husband's castle and a fleet of ships before returning to Co.Mayo, County Mayo, I don't know, it's Irish stuff, with a strong crew. She remarried a few years later with the sole purpose of inheriting another castle. She gave birth to her fourth child on board one of her fighting ships and returned back to the deck wrapped in a blanket not even an hour later after giving birth to lead her fleet into battle. Needless to say, they won. This bitch is my hero. Grace O'Malley bore four children during her life. Owen Margaret O'Flaherty. Nope, that's the last name. <laughs> Owen say, O'Flaherty. Name, Margaret name? O'Flaherty. Murrow O'Flaherty. And it's it's pronounced Theobald, but it's spelled T-I-O-B-O with a little wiki thing, I-D. But in parentheses, they put Theobald. Bork. She had them all at the same time? No, no, no. Over the years. Oh, okay. Just I imagined as you were building her up, I imagined her giving birth to four full-grown humans at the same time. And then winning a fucking battle on a pirate ship. Yeah. 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 For sure. I totally agree. <laughs> um, in true Molly Weasley style, Grace O'Malley wasn't one to hold back when the mood took her. She was often heard telling her children off with language that left a little to the imagination. One table, one tale about the legendary Irish woman describes her addressing her fourth son that she gave birth to and then won a battle on a pirate ship. Mm-hmm. This fucking kid. Um, when she felt he wasn't pulling his weight during a battle, she was heard screaming at him, are you trying to hide in my arse? The place that you came out of? Oh, shit. I was ready for like her to call him like a fart head or something. Um, <laughs> but that's way worse, I think. <laughs> I think so, too. Um, in 1593, Grace finally met Queen Elizabeth. But despite the expectation for her to display a certain amount of respect for the monarch, the swashbuckling heroine refused to bow. Not only was she not the queen's subject, but she was also a queen herself and therefore firmly believed them equals. Love her. She's amazing. And and actually, by the end of it, the queen was like, that's eh, good. <laughs> I mean, that's that's leadership right there. Exactly. Uh, Grace O'Malley lived a full life of, of adventure and danger upon the high seas. She fought battles with men 
gave birth to four children. She survived numerous battles and unforgiving storms. But despite all this, she stood strong in the face of adversity and lived to the ripe old age of around 73. In those olden days? Oh, damn. That's ancient. Yeah, that's hot damn. She she was like invincible, though. I feel like she was just a yeah. tank of a human. Yeah, the original superhero. Yeah. No doubt. She is Wonder Woman. Yeah. And to that day, she was still notorious and still feared by the peoples. She spent her final days at Rockfleet Castle. That's the castle she wanted to get from the second husband. Yep. Uh, And she died of natural causes. And here's the haunting part. Legend has it that her head was later buried at Clare Island, her childhood home off the coast. And it's been implied that her ghostly body set sail from Rockfleet every night in search of its head. Why are they going to lop her head off? It's legend and lore and who knows. I thought the legend was... I that info. I mean, I guess she was a pirate. Maybe it was a different... Like, it was the era before. But I thought they'd, like, put her body out on a boat and lit that shit on fire. I didn't think they chopped her head off. I know. Well, I think that's more Viking, maybe. Maybe. Eh. Probably. Uh, oh, no. But still, like, to chop your dead head off and separate <laughs> and her... And then ship it to another island? Yeah, she's not a snake. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the they thought she was a vampire. She did live a really long time. Yeah, maybe they were they were so afraid of her power that they knew that she would come back if they did not remove her head from her body. Let's go with that. What one. a badass. That's my favorite. Yeah. And this was written in honor of Women in History Month. That was the story of Grace O'Malley, one of the most badass women I've ever heard about, who gave zero fucks and is literally my new hero. My sources are the Irish Post, IrelandBeforeYouDie.com, and SpookyIsles.com. So she like a is it like a sailor's myth, like a legend that they basically like see her on the open water to? I mean, or is this just like a local legend? I, it's a local legend mm. at this point that every night they see her leaving on a ship with no head. I mean, talk about a badass ghost, too. It's like, what the fuck did you people do with my head? I have to go find it. Yeah, but, like, what if she gets her head back? Is is that going to be some shit? Like, is that going to be... Has anyone tried to, like... It'd, it'd be Jumanji up in here. Yeah, but, like, all these Discovery Plus shows, you'd think there'd be one that they go searching for the head of her to bring it to the castle maybe and see what kind of shit would happen would go down uh i read one article it was like from the dallas times or something i didn't pull anything from it but she went out looking for she went out to her childhood island so they said like the people on the island said that her head was buried up near the abbey on the island where she grew up which just so happens to be right next to a school so uh, kids playing around on the pirate queen's head can't be happy about that yeah that would mm, probably not maybe that's why she's looking for it because she's tired of she just wants some quiet she's tired of all the damn kids stomping she wants those kids to quiet instead the hell of you kids get off my lawn you kids get off my head <laughs> i like that that is uh what a fascinating tale it's, it was beautiful. I mean, it wasn't a whole lot of paranormal, but, you know, sometimes you just need to hear about a badass. Yeah. You have somebody to look up to. Mm, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, i big fan of that story. Yeah. And on that note, somebody to look up to, let's go to a commercial break and we'll come back to Nick's story. Okay. You may have heard or may not have heard, but our newest podcast partner, it's freaking chewy, guys. I know. We, we talk about our pets all the time, and we kind of love our pets a little too much, just like you guys. But we're always looking for ways to save money in these current financial times. Chewy's it. Type in tinyurl.com slash OFChewy. You help support the podcast. I personally get both our dog's food and our dog's treats and a couple other things sent on a monthly basis directly from 
Chewy with their subscription service. So please check it out. Please help us out by subscribing to all of your Chewy goods at tinyurl.com slash OF Chewy. My dogs will thank you. Do you have big dreams and think you'd love to run your own business? You might see a need in your community or the world that you think you can help fill. Or maybe you just really crave the freedom to work from when and where you want. I'm Jackie Pretzman, and I help women to create businesses they love. I've partnered with Oddity Files to bring you details about Dream Business Bootcamp, my online course to kickstart your business in six weeks. In the course, we cover everything from getting clear on your business idea to creating and pricing your first offering, getting your business online, and then actually attracting ideal customers who want to pay you for what you do. Now, Dream Business Bootcamp is opening for enrollment this month, and Kitsy has something special to share just for Oddity Files listeners. She's right, guys. I do. Here's your special link for Jackie's Dream Business Bootcamp. Go to tinyurl.com slash dreambusinessbootcamp today. Thanks, Jackie. Are you looking for that next great read? Well, I've got you because I wrote it. Head on over to amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com and order yourself a copy of my book, I'd Rather Talk to Dead People where I tell you the ins and the outs of my paranormal journey thus far. If you've watched the TV show Oddity Files on Amazon Prime or YouTube, this is the perfect companion piece to give you an inside look on what was going on inside my head during my most prominent investigations to date. Again, Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Just search I'd Rather Talk to Dead People by Kitsy Duncan. Thank you. Are you a coffee addict like me? Well, check out Bones Coffee Company. Coffee isn't just a drink that wakes you up in the morning. It's an experience. When you brew a pot of Bones Coffee Company coffee, they want you to have the best experience you've ever had. They only roast carefully selected beans to perfection in small batches to ensure that you get the freshest coffee delivered straight to your door. The care given to each of those small batches is evidenced through the rich, full-bodied, and exceptionally smooth taste you'll get out of every cup of Bones Coffee Company you drink. You guys, this is amazing. First and foremost, I love coffee. I love wine and I love bourbon, but I love coffee. So check it out and help out the podcast. Go to tinyurl.com slash Bones Coffee. Get your coffee fix and help out your favorite podcast. We appreciate you. Look at you segue. I'm like a badass. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah, it was great. You, oh, it's confidence is what it is. It's all about <laughs> confidence. Yeah, exactly. See, you're living by your own motto. That's what I like to see. Oh. I do. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> I got away with some shit in my time. <laughs> Tell me a story, Nick. Oh, oh, a story. Well, last week I was on the Reddit. So this week I figured, you know what? Let's talk about, let's talk about some, let's talk about some, some superstition. Let's talk about some doom. Ooh, I love superstition. Yeah, so this is this was just I've, another rabbit hole that I fell down, and uh, it was very it was nice, neat, neatly packaged for me. This specific story comes from liveabout.com, either liveabout or liveabout. I'm not familiar enough with the website to know which uh, pronunciation they prefer. But I want before I dive in, I just want to start with a simple question, and that is. Do you hear that? Do no, you, but I can't wait for the story do, now. <laughs> do, do you hear it? Did you fart? Oh, there's nothing there, which is a good <laughs> sign. There's nothing there, and that's exactly what we want. And I'm going to tell you why that's what we want. Uh, an old superstition says that if you hear 
three knocks that seemingly have no cause, someone you know will die. It sounds silly, right? Like many superstitions, however, the phenomenon of death not of death knocks might have its roots in people's real life experiences. And we're going to learn about a few of those real life experiences to help build how afraid we're going to be when we hear three knocks going forward. I'm already scared. <laughs> Superstitions persist for many reasons. If you think that three knocks predict a death, you'll be more attentive to news of a death after hearing three knocks and then connect the two events. That's just how our brains work. It's like if you want a, if you want a car and then you go buy that car and then all of a sudden you just start seeing those cars everywhere. Everywhere. Every fucking time. It doesn't even matter. The first week, doesn't even matter if it's a brand new car that no one has. That first week, you are going to see at least two on the street, and you're going to be like, holy shit, is this a mirage? It's not. You're just astute. This is known as confirmation bias. So we're going to educate you a little bit before we dive into these. (laughs) When someone close to you dies, you might think back over the past few days or ask others if they heard three knocks. In these cases, there were likely many other instances where knocks couldn't be associated with deaths and vice versa. But you have validated your superstition. So if one exists, you have validated it, then it's always going to exist no matter what you do. Period. It's very interesting. My entire life, when I was very young, my mom said deaths always happen in three. They they always happen in three for me. Yep. It's because you're looking. Mm-hmm. You you just, you're looking. And then just, it, it happens to be that, like, it doesn't matter if it's a month. A month could go by and you see this actor dies, this musician dies, and then six weeks later what other you know, like they happen in threes it's like no yep. shit they happen every single day <laughs> exactly and you just stop counting after three <laughs> exactly or you only count in threes so it's like mm-hmm. it could be 16 and you've only counted there you go math that's not something i'm gonna touch uh <laughs> one variant is that bad news often of a death will be received in either three days three weeks or three months with the variable time frame it's easy enough for a matching occurrence to be ascribed to these uh specific knocks or to the knocks in other cases repeated unexplained knocking is heard when someone dies weeks or months later it's connected with being foretold by the knocking when three knocks are heard on a door and then nobody is there but it's followed quickly by a call notifying the household of a death that someone did come by to inform them, but they left before the door was answered, would be suspicious. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. Although you may not believe in the superstition, these stories can be entertaining ones to tell around the campfire or at other times you share spooky tales. Consider the cases below told by those who have actually heard the foreboding knocks and were shocked by their grim aftermath. And here's a couple of those tales. Spooky. Uh, one cold night. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> now I get why you laugh at me every time I do that. That was beautiful. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, just a work of uh, verbal art. Uh, <laughs> God damn. This is just going well. All right, let's try that again. <laughs> okay one cold and very snowy evening (laughs) it's not even close it's okay (laughs) like how did that even connect i don't know uh besides it being nighttime right now one cold and very snowy evening we were all gathered in the living room when suddenly we heard a very loud pounding on the front entry door That door was sealed with weather stripping in the winter, and we never opened it after that was in place. And the door wasn't lit at night. I'm assuming there were three uh, door pounds for the sake of the story. The pounding was loud and insistent, so my mother went to our side entry door and called out to whoever was knocking to walk over to the side door. She called again, and there was no answer. She turned on the outside light over the front door and peered out the window with the intent of motioning the visitor over to the side door for entry. There was no one there, and there were no footprints in the freshly fallen snow. Snow. In the the freshly fallen snow. (laughs) My mother turned to us and said, 
this means that there will soon be a death in the family. My dad, being the skeptic, suggested the noise was the wind blowing something against the door. The next morning, we got the call that our uncle, uncle Charlie had passed away unexpectedly. Not Uncle Charlie! I know. Don't take Uncle Charlie. That's like running in flip-flops. <laughs> Don't get me started on that again. I, I know, I know. Gotta be careful. <laughs> all right, the next story. I don't know why in this article they decide now to say this, but all the names that are used are pseudonyms, so they're like they're not actually real. The names of the real people. These are just stories, but battles. So fake names. Fake names. <laughs> Christopher notes three incident incidences in his family. As a child, he and his grandmother were startled by three loud knocks that, quote, seemed to come from nowhere and yet everywhere at the same time. His grandmother's sister passed away that evening from a heart-related ailment. See, that's uh, that's where I was confused in the beginning. I thought maybe it was just knocks from nowhere. And then you had brought up the front door. So it's just three loud knocks and somebody's yep. done for. Yep. Okay. Yeah, anywhere. It could be anywhere. Uh, second story, his father heard three or four huge bangs within the walls and thought the whole damn house was going to come down. Sounds like something my dad would say. <laughs> the, the whole, whole damn, damn house. house. <laughs> Not that my dad has uh, but after, accent, but. <laughs> Everyone does it on this podcast. <laughs> uh, after those four bangs, three to four bangs, uh, his brother died from a cocaine overdose just hours later. In the same house? Uh, don't know if they were living together. Do not have those details. Gotcha. Cannot confirm or deny. Sorry. Third story from our friend Christopher. His dog was violently ill and he had called a veterinary ambulance. He heard three sharp knocks on the apartment door, but nobody was there. The vets arrived 15 minutes later, but the dog died an hour after that. Not the hmm. puppy. Not the Screw pup. Uncle Charlie, not the puppy. Yeah, if it's a dog, mm. it's game over. Yeah. It's Sorry, listeners. Yes, I'm sorry about that one. Uh, this these comes for the, the shit. <laughs> you should have took a shot of something before you started. At this point, I would have been better drunk than I would have been fucking sober. God. Oh, okay. Here we go. These come from Neil. Neil reports multiple incidences of death knocks heard by various family members. I've never really known somebody I, named Neil. I've never known a Neil. No, that's this is the worst pseudonym. This is a, this is a made up name. name. Sorry if your name's Neil. It's a wonderful name. Go ahead. <laughs> in the 1920s, his grandmother heard three loud knocks on the front door while she was in the kitchen, but nobody was there. Three days later, she learned that her mother did, had died back in Germany. Fast forward to 1973, Neil's parents were awakened by three loud knocks on the front door with nobody there. They received a phone call about an hour later that his uncle had passed away. And a few years later, in 1979, at his father's funeral, his aunt noted that they had heard three loud knocks on their storm door about the time his father passed away. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, his mother heard three loud knocks on her front door with nobody there. Three days later... His brother was murdered. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. What if I was like, and that's the beginning of the actual story? <laughs> I would be here for that shit for three hours. Trust me. You could have just gone on and on and on with that one. <laughs> I'm mad I didn't do it now. You're like, And that was all a decoy for this story about this brother who was murdered after three knocks. I mean, and I he still up, haunts where he died from a cocaine overdose <laughs> with Uncle Charlie. <laughs> just tie them all in together. <laughs> Pulp Fiction um, style. Yes. And last but not least, Alan, who is another awfully made up name, tells... <laughs> Alan's a great name. It just Sorry feels like such right, a Alan, hard... I really like you. <laughs> it just feels like if you asked me, like if I were to ask you... If I was going to make up a name, to. I'd pick Nick before I'd pick Alan. But I feel like in a common like, surface level thing, you're like, quick, three names, fast. Uh, um, George, Alan, Henry, uh, and Abraham. <laughs> See, none of those were Neil or... <laughs> Alan or Christopher. <laughs> oh I may have God. gone with okay. president's names, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. 
Alan tells of his family waiting in a hospital as their mother neared death. They began to hear, quote, almost otherworldly knocking, seemingly from the window behind his mother's bed. Ten minutes later, they heard it again, but more insistent. He went into the hall to see whether somebody was pulling a prank, but nobody saw. Ten minutes later, his mother passed away. That's actually six knocks. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing, and that brings me to the actual story. Six knocks are the sign of the devil. <laughs> I love doing this with you. <laughs> That's it. That's the end of the story. Uh, I just had to end it on some sort of big, like, it's a big reveal. It's, it's all the devil. It was six knocks and then six knocks and then six knocks, which is the sign of the devil. If you do that math, uh, that's which 12 plus six. Yeah. I, <laughs> I can get that far. <laughs> the listeners, you figure out the rest and we'll report back next week with a sequel story about the, the, the demonic knocks of sleepy hollow <laughs> tweet us at the hashtag how many knocks does it take and then tell us the answer okay i don't know i'm just making up shit poorly now i'm not even gonna like i'm gonna be dead serious i had that that bit in mind in my head that i was gonna ask you if you heard anything and i was gonna knock three times on the the desk i'm sitting at and i actually got a little nervous did you you should yeah. have done it because I probably wouldn't have heard it till I was editing and I'd been like, I'd picked up my phone. I would have called you because you know I never call anybody. I'd been like, dude, somebody's going to fucking die. <laughs> That'd have been great. Uh, I was more afraid. I was more afraid. I mean, I don't know if like you're the one that does the knocking. I didn't have enough scientific evidence behind this to know that if you're the one that does the knocking, are you technically hearing it and are you basically like are you ki- like are my neighbors gonna hear the knock oh, and then yeah. the neighbor my like and what's are, gonna happen are every single listener loses somebody because you knocked three that, times uh-uh, uh-uh i don't want that on my hands karma. uh no i was scared i thought about it i really thought about it <laughs> and then i was like mm-mm, mm-mm. you did have Just a long safe. pause that's why i'm like did you fart <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fuck, we should have ended this two minutes ago. God. <laughs> okay. Looking for something a little scarier and creepier to listen to during your podcast binges? Well, check out Get Scared Podcast. Every episode, I read stories by independent horror authors that are meant to get you scared. Yeah. I can be creepy, so so head on over to your favorite podcast app, search for Get Scared Podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. Let's get scared. Need more scares in your life? Well, duh, we've got you. Just head over to tinyurl.com slash get shutter. And you'll automatically get seven days free of this all horror, all the time, streaming network. From their endless selection of the best in horror, the original programming and exclusive content, to their flexible membership plans. Shudder is exactly what you need. Plans start at under five bucks a month. And yes, you can cancel at any time. I mean, what are you waiting for? tinyurl.com slash get shutter tinyurl.com slash get shutter g-e-t-s-h-u-d-d-e-r let's get scared extra extra read all about it okay so that was lame but we have a new merch store my friends head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files guys we've got everything there we're still adding more the prices are much more cost effective there and the store is so easy to navigate what are you waiting for head on over to tpublic.com slash stores 
slash oddity dash files. Get your merch on. Find out why people are calling Paranormal Crossroads a great spiritual journey or groundbreaking heartfelt funny. This new series is absolutely amazing. Just head to tinyurl.com slash paranormal x road. That's the letter X. This all female paranormal team, including myself, Kitsy Duncan, KJ, and spirit medium. Tiffany Rice. Go where no paranormal show has gone before. We head to people's homes and places of work where they're dealing with a haunting of any kind. Nine times out of ten, there's happy tears, there's laughter. This is the paranormal show you've been waiting for. We're adding new episodes monthly, and this is a show you don't want to miss. No screaming, no demons, all the love, light, peace, and positivity, and bringing family members closure. Head on over to tinyurl.com slash paranormalxroad. That's X as in the letter X. I've got a listener story from a friend of mine named Kim that I've known for years through the, the Horror Hound conventions. She writes in and says, one night me and my friends were going to a graveyard and it was a very old cemetery. You had to go on a narrow, long graveled road to get to it. So as we get there, I parked the car and you could see about four or five tombstones slash headstones from where we were. About 20 minutes had passed and nothing I left the headlights on because I wanted to be able to see clearly. And I saw a blackish, grayish figure in front of these tombstones. And he was a tall man in a long overcoat and a hat with boots on as well. He looked transparent, but not totally transparent at the time. He began moving so fast left to right like a zigzag but he was staying in the same place or spot. That would freak me the fuck out. I'm not going to lie. Oh, hell no. Mm-mm. I would have been gone in a minute. Yep, for sure. That's unnatural. You stop that shit right yep. now. If you want to haunt me, you stand still, Mr. Man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, she went on and described it to her friends in the car, what he looked like, and they started freaking out because they had seen him once before. She said, well, let's go out and look around. And they were all frightened and said no, because they were afraid we, they would bring it back with them. Everybody's so afraid of spirit attachments, I found out recently, which I mean, I get. I, I, I adopt them like they're, you know, pets. But um, yeah, D- don't be so afraid of ghosts, people. Okay, so she said she looked in her rearview mirror and saw nothing following us. I would have loved to have gotten out and investigated more. And Kim signed it with a ghost emoji. I want to know where this oh. is and if anybody else has seen this zigzag cowboy ghost. <laughs> zigzag cowboy ghost. That's the next t-shirt. Look, it's the zigzag cowboy ghost. <laughs> Oh, Kim, that story was awesome. Totally awesome. Nick and I would have noped our way right the fuck out of there. Well, I've always said, if you want to terrify me, if a horror movie, if if I could speak directly to a horror director and say, if you want to scare me, Nick, you just make something. There's nothing scarier than you're watching a scene of like someone walking in in a grave or a cemetery uh, or a hall, and they they see you. They they think they see something. They're like, "Oh, what's what's that?" And then that thing just bolts towards them, runs towards them. That's the scariest shit ever. Mm-hmm. And then like signs, the movie signs where the alien walks across. The alien didn't do shit. That alien just walked from bush to bush, and that's a, that thing haunts me. It has haunted me my entire life. Yep. Um, running zombies, the most fucking terrifying thing on the planet. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, Anything running at me, like. Yeah. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Now, what was it? I Am Legend. Terrifying for me. Terrifying. Oh. I want to feel in control. Like, Chucky doesn't scare me because I could kick the shit out of that right. little fella. Pull his fucking but stuffing you, right out. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> but you have something running at me and I'm out of shape. 
I eat Kit Kats for breakfast. There's no way I'm outrunning a damn I Am Legend zombie. I'd be dead as a doornail. Mm-mm, I don't know how well did it. God love his soul. But we want your stories. Send us your stories to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com or call in the paranormal contact line at 202-964-3677. Anonymity is encouraged. I can change your voice so people don't know it's you. And I wanted to put this out here too. If it's, I still don't know how long Google voicemail lasts. I put this on the voicemail message on there. If it's too long for the voicemail, feel free to um, record it as a voice memo on your phone and you can send that to paranormalcontactline at gmail.com. There you have it. I love it. So cool, so cool. Haven't gotten one yet. But, you know, it's only been out there a few days. So, kids, on that note, check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Thanks to our producers, Donald Blanchflower, Doug Malden-Locke, who has all had foot surgery this week. I hope you're feeling better. And Ryan Hope. Oh, yeah. Um, Check out all the stuff and all the things oddity... Nope. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. slash oddityfiles. I'm Kitsy Duncan. Weird is the new cool. I'm Nick Floyd. We do birthday parties and ghost on. <laughs> we finished in under a fucking hour. Look at the good. You damn right we did. <laughs> Considering how much of a train wreck we were, absolutely we finished under an hour, and that is that is Oscar worthy. Oddity Files is part of the Just What I Needed network. We hope we're just what you needed. The podcast is brought to you by the Oddity Files TV show. Have you heard of it? Have you watched it? Head on over to Amazon Prime Video and check out Oddity Files, a three-season investigative paranormal show. Music provided by James Grice. Please support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Give a little, give a lot. It helps support the podcast. And we appreciate our producers, Donald Blanchflower, Doug Malden Locke, and Ryan Hoke. We have a merch store. Can't get enough of Oddity Files? Wear us on your body. tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Please support our partners. Every little bit helps. Rate review and subscribe especially on apple podcasts it's what helps us get the word out there and you know we can always use a new weirdo or two come hang out with us on our facebook fan group just search oddity files fan group all kinds of fun stuff you can win things you can read memes you can buy cool shit thanks for listening guys we appreciate you more than you'll ever know okay go i'm done what are you still doing here just get out of here god i love ferris bueller